0: Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today we're going to talk some old games and some new news. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out midwestgamers.com links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out mpnbz Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K., Tom Z., and Chris K. for their contributions, as well as Alan K. for his as well. Thank you guys for joining the Patreon. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you hit that $10 level, we will talk about you here so that's pretty cool and if you spend like five bucks then you can join our discord and talk to everybody on the network all the hosts and some of the other patrons as well in a private discord it's pretty sweet and as always we do appreciate your feedback which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher we are also twitch affiliates feel free to throw your free prime subscription at us if you have it and you haven't given it to somebody else who's cooler than us which is impossible because we are the coolest and uh, yeah if you don't have twitch prime that's cool you can throw a money at us too that's sweet we'd appreciate it but not necessary we just are happy to have people join us here on our recording sessions as well as listen to the show in general uh, Alex any bumpers for the network
1: yes over on horror movie your book they talked about the 1999 film virus uh, I have not listened yet but I've heard uh, I've heard it's quite a good one so I'm excited to uh, to check it out I believe it's a Jamie Lee Curtis film so uh, should be pretty good. And maybe maybe aptly timed for the situation. Not, I mean, it's been a couple months, but you know, I'm knows? gonna
0: be that person. I don't know if you have someone in your life who does this, but anytime you bring up Jamie Lee Curtis, there's always one person who's like, "Did you know that Jamie Lee Curtis has like the male chromosomes?" <laughs> I didn't know that. They're, I, didn't I know have. they like Tom does that to me every time. Like anytime <laughs> you bring up Jamie Lee Curtis. He's like, did you know? <laughs> He's like Some... the comic book dude from The Simpsons. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> actually, I don't know if you knew this, but Jamie Lee Curtis has the X. Uh, I think it what is it was X Y. XY? Yeah. She, she
2: has a Y chromosome, making her technically a male. I, I don't know. Well, I also think that's bullshit. I think it's just a rumor that people started, and it it may be, but like that's something that there are people there's that there's everybody has
1: that one person who's always like actually and like has to like (laughs) explain that i would call you wrong but now i do have that person so i don't i can't call you (laughs) wrong anymore now i'm that person (laughs) but uh yeah no jamie lee curtis uh in virus check it out on horror movie book. (laughs) sweet actually (sighs) yeah anyways
0: Yep. Uh, other than other than that, uh, I've I've been playing uh, I've been playing Breakpoint again. I picked it up on sale on PlayStation. <laughs> yes, Ghost Recon. So Tom
1: bad- Clancy's Ghost Recon.
0: I'm so bad at it with a controller. It's so much easier with a mouse. I don't know what it is.
1: So well, I I know that we talked about some of the stuff as it came out in the news, but what the Didn't they, like, change a lot of stuff?
0: They've changed a whole bunch of the game. Like, everybody was really pissed off about the gear score system that was set up in it, and they basically, like, they added a whole... When you start the game, or even, like, if you pick up where you left off, it gives you the option of choosing between using the gear score mode or the immersive mode. Mm. Um, And the immersive mode actually kind of makes it feel like old Ghost Recon, where there's, like you know you it, one hit kill headshots which was pretty much the case anyways with the gear score mode but like there's no more gear score um, but it, it it brings that back you can swap weapons on the fly you're not like warehousing weapons in your backpack and choosing what you want like you're not making loadouts like that necessarily um, you can adjust the HUD to basically just be a compass if you don't want the whole map you can get rid of all of the Because the the HUD gets super busy when you get rolling in that game originally, and they kind of made it so you can basically get rid of the entire HUD, and so there isn't one anymore, which makes it
1: kind of cool. Does it like switch between immersive and gear score, or no?
0: No, you you choose between which one you want to play, but you can also customize like if you want if you like the gear score thing but you want like the more immersive systems otherwise, like you can turn on the gear score thing and then get rid of all of the hud and all that stuff. Like I guess- it has a lot of customization in how you can play and then when you play with other people, you
1: continue to play using your mode of play and they use theirs in case people have things switched up. That's crazy. I wonder how that how that math works but i guess the the thing that i'm really curious about is as somebody who started the game when it first came out and hasn't really touched it since what is it going to have me do if I try to load up like is, is that one permanently stuck in gear score mode because that's as, what the game is no, no, as launch. soon
0: as as soon as you fire it up and you start playing again it'll give you the option it'll it'll have like a little FMV that plays and says like hey like we introduced this new mode to be, you know we listen to our fans and blah mm. blah 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 and now you are able to play the, the game this way or this way or any mix in between and then it brings you to the menu where you can choose to do that okay or you can just go in the menu anytime you want and like adjust it how however you want it to be. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it doesn't make or break the game for me anyway. I still find the Ghost Recon games to be, like, extremely difficult to follow just because I feel like they throw you, literally, literally it's like they drop you on an island and they're like, here's a million things to do, Mm -hmm. and it's all up to you to just figure out how you want to do shit, and you can follow the main story quest if you want. There's also, like, 50,000 other things that you can do and look for and find and, You know, go and dig up new vehicles and find all kinds of attachments for your guns and look for new guns and find the blueprints and, like, hunt down these people and hunt down those people. And, I mean, there's just so much shit to do in that game Um, It definitely gives you a little bit of that, like, open world ADD where, like, it's hard to sit down and figure out what to do. Like, it's even playing, going back to, like, Wildlands, when I started playing that with, like, Gladish. We were both just like, "What do we do?" And he's like, "I don't know." And I'm like, "I don't really know either." And so we we just ride around killing everyone. Like that's <laughs> literally all we did. And yeah. So it's it's kind of the same. Like I feel like I need somebody who's played the game more, which that's where Nick comes in because he texted me this morning because he he noticed on PSN that I had gotten an achievement in Breakpoint and texted me a screenshot of that achievement and was like, <laughs> "Yeah, boy." <laughs> <laughs> and I was and I was like, "Yep, I picked it up." And then he was, he's like, that's my dad game. And I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. I mean, I, like, it is definitely, that's, it's a dad game. Like, you don't have to necessarily know what's going on in the story. Like, there's just all kinds of cool missions and things to do. It's fun to just go and take over a base, you know? Yeah. Like, use all your gadgets and, like, try to find the most efficient way to invade a base without getting caught. Like, I don't know. It's, it's fun. It's a cool game. I haven't really played anything else. Uh, other than that i've just been so busy with work that it's been hard to uh have the energy to do anything so that'll be fun to pick up and put down as needed when i need a little bit of uh game time
2: so cool yeah brian what about you what have you been playing Uh, i bounced around a lot of things just because i don't know i'm eager to uh play cyberpunk they released some more videos for that too I guess there's going to be a lot of vehicles in that game, which it didn't really occur to me, like how much driving you'll be able to do, but I guess that's a big part of the game. Um, But that's not out yet, and I'm actually (laughs) getting more excited for uh, Beyond Light, so I started playing more Destiny again, finishing up stuff, because it's less than a month away now. I want to finish up a bunch of things. That was gonna come out in September, right? And then they delayed yeah. it to November something. Yeah, which okay. would have been great, but it's all right. Yeah. Um. But uh, I mean, that's kind of fun. Like I'm starting to just look at all the 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 cool details and stuff, and like the artistry of like what they put into like the locations that are going away. Hmm. And I'm 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 kind of like like damn I'm gonna actually miss some of these places. But um, I'm also kind of excited to see, like, the Cosmodrome again. I know that seems kind of sad because it's, like, sort of <laughs> recycled stuff, but it'll be cool to see it in the Destiny 2 engine with, like, the new lighting and stuff um, and on PC and instead of being, you know, like, 30 frames per second in D1. Um, are they touching up anything texture wise, do you know? Or is probably. it probably okay. I mean they, they definitely did work to the moon when they added that in. Okay. So I uh, mean
0: they they were progressively making the textures and things better all throughout. Every little update they did I felt like the graphics were looking cooler and cleaner and more crisp. Yeah. Like every every time there was an update I felt like they did something to the visuals.
2: There there were a couple settings that I kept down because I care more about frame rate in that game mm-hmm. than, like, level of detail. Um But now, like, with the 3080, I just kind of turned everything up. Unfortunately, I don't get, like, big gains in that game for some reason. It's, like, the only game that doesn't get any major gains, I feel like, in frame rate. But uh it does allow you to turn everything on and kind of have, like, a pretty... Steady frame rate compared to how it was. Um, I mean, it ran good before, but you know, it's still it's better. Um, But uh, let's see. I tried Far Cry Five again. I don't know what it is about that game. I cannot get into it. I get instantly bored, and like I feel like there are a lot of things to do, but unlike the old Far Cry games, I don't want to do any of them. They all look boring and so i uninstalled it i'm sorry nick i know you're a big fan of that game and franchise in general but it just takes up a lot of space and i just don't really want to play it just want to say that maybe maybe it's always been that way with all of them i don't know i loved three i got like a good amount of fun out of four but five
0: ubisoft trait
2: (laughs) it could be no, A little I,
1: bit,
0: man. Because yeah. look how exciting like Odyssey and, and Origins were. Those games were sweet, and they were I, massive. And like you get an hour into them, and you're like, I can't do this.
2: <laughs> and then uh, you I, just turn it off. Like, I probably made it like 12 hours into Origin. Yeah, that's 2% of the way through the game. <laughs> I literally I yeah. climbed to the top of one of the pyramids, and I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> See, I didn't even get to the pyramids, because I was busy actually doing... Like the story and the quests, and that area was like too high level. You so were I never busy. Even yeah. saw you
1: were busy attempting to assassinate somebody as an assassin, but you couldn't do it because your number was
2: too low. Yeah, <laughs> this is also true. <laughs> um, I tried to. Oh, I played Left for Dead too. I forgot about that. That was a blast. That Did you play the new up. the new content drop yeah. that came out recently. Um, we didn't play survival mode which is where most of the new content is there's like a ton of new survival maps but we played through like the campaign but it was only like two levels instead of the usual five so but they were long levels and they were difficult they're well designed um we actually had to turn the difficulty level down because we were failing so much but it was really fun like i just i wish so bad that they would make another one of those it actually, it holds up pretty well to, like, I mean, graphically, like, it doesn't look super detailed or anything, but just the fact that it runs so well with so much going on hmm. and, like, hmm. the the zombies are still impressive with the way they're animated and, like, the sounds for them are amazing and it, it's just so much fun to play that still. Um, then uh, I tried Resident Evil 2 again. <laughs> which runs a lot better and looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I have no idea what, what to do in that game. Like I did not expect that game to be so like open. It, it it doesn't hold your hand at all. Like it tells you very vaguely what the objective is, but I don't like, I feel like I've been everywhere in the police station that I can go other than like there's a couple doors I can't open because I don't have the right stuff for it, but I haven't found anything that would work to open those doors. So I don't know what to do anymore. I, think, so I, those gotta, I games, think I gotta restart. Yeah, I think those games are kind of hard to
1: uh to come back to just because it's so um you're just so you're on a trail and if you let it get kind of cold, it's it's really hard to kind of recover from it. But like I said, I think you could probably do a you could probably watch like a let's play or something and get up to speed back to kind of where you were but even then you know somebody might be doing things in a little bit of a different order or something like that so yeah it might i don't know it's it's I, i think it's be it'd be worth it to start over again because that game isn't particularly long and it's kind of better just to experience in one big go but you're also butting up against more Destiny
2: and Cyberpunk, so you're probably just setting yourself up for failure. So. Yeah, and I also picked up a new-ish game, new to me, um, but I think it, what, it came out last year, was it? Uh, mm-hmm. Return of the Obra Dinn. Yeah. I've been wanting to try that game out for a long time. Um, it's a really great use of my RTX 3080, I gotta tell you, c- considering it doesn't seem to use it at all. <laughs> <laughs> like it there's no 3d graphics rendering is what i mean yeah um which i mean it's super impressive like i don't understand how the graphics are done but it's like an old timey method i assume of rendering yeah they used and a virtual boy <laughs> it's i it looks great honestly
1: I in think its own Lucas way pope just tweeted something about how he kind of visualized the game at least so i don't know if there's more information about it all on there but um it's
2: yeah, it's got it do, it looks unlike anything else that comes out nowadays. It plays like unlike anything else, honestly. It's a it's an interesting game. Absolutely. Yeah. Um I, I look forward to diving more into that. I've only put like about a half hour into it so far. Um, but like yeah, it's cool. Like the the uh the music's super good too. Music is it's very like, good. For people who don't remember, this is the game where you are an insurance uh
1: uh, like, an, uh, what would you call it? A claims agent? Like a, a claims, claims adjuster. adjuster. Yeah. yeah. And in, in like, you know, um, the 1700s or so, something like that, and you're going onto a ship to find out what happened to all of the people on it, and you're, like, kind of entering the memories of what happened and things like that in order to determine who died where and how. And it kind of... Uh, you have, like, a hundred hundred something people on the I ship. I think it's to 60. Figure, Okay, 60, whatever it is. Yeah, 60 something people, under 100 people, to find out exactly how they died, where they died, if they died, all of that stuff. And, um, and as you solve three, uh, if you solve three correctly, like if you set the parameters right for three people, then it will solve them in your book and fix them in place. And then you use those context clues to try and figure out more about the rest of what's going on on the ship. Uh, and it's it's just it's a masterpiece like that would have been on my top 10 last year, top five last year if I would have completed it. But I, I don't think I played it until January or so. So
2: it's a great game and more people should check it out. I think it's on PC and switch at this point. Yeah, so. it is, I believe, currently still on sale on Steam for ten dollars, which is why I finally picked it up. That's a steal. It's normally 20 bucks price, though. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, I think that is it for me. Sweet. Alex, what about you? Um, I mostly have
1: been playing, um, not a whole lot. Uh, I did finally get my thirty eighty, And of course, uh, I've only played a little bit of the controlled DLC on it. The foundation DLC, which is the first pack, the non Alan wake part of it. And it's interesting. It involves much more of the astral plane in that game. And, um, Some of it feels a little bit rough around the edges. Some of the enemy encounters don't feel like they're tuned properly because the astral plane is so big that it's easy to lose the enemies. And if you don't finish killing all of them, then you can't really progress on to the next part. So Mm -hmm. it's a little bit rough in that respect, but it's kind of nice to, to end up, there's like a different setting. The foundation itself is like this cave network underneath the oldest house and And, uh, there's kind of this, the DLC is about it kind of combining with the astral plane. And so you're kind of dealing with a mix of those two locations. And it's interesting to kind of get away from some of the brutalist architecture of the, of the oldest house itself. Um, but I'm excited to keep playing through that. I'm really excited to get to the Alan Wake stuff. Now that I have a Mm -hmm. graphics card that can do those things very well. I was playing it in 4k on my TV, um, at, pretty close to 60 frames per second with the help of DLSS and, uh, it, it still looks incredible. Uh, even natively, I think I get like 30 something, but, um, I think uh, I'll probably stick with the DLSS just because it still looks so good. So that is cool. And then, um, have not tried squadrons yet with the VR. I'm still kind of retooling my office area, my game area so that I can, uh, more easily set up VR stuff anyway. So hoping to have that done within the next week or two so I can try out some squadrons in VR because I've heard it's quite good. Although I know that there's some bugs and things related to the VR stuff. So hopefully that gets fixed by the time I try it out. Um, and then I've been playing resident evil seven PSVR, uh, on stream for daft hunk. Uh, the second episode was recorded last night. um, that game is still very scary and uh uh but it's a lot of fun so
0: yeah it was that was fun to watch i mean i it I still like i had gotten when i played i didn't get as far as you are currently and mm-hmm. that because it just i find that game to be so frustrating to play um
1: yeah probably yeah. cuz i'm
0: just a huge sissy <laughs>
1: There's certain, there's certain, like you, you, you witnessed a point last night where I think I, like, I was basically trying to kill all of the monsters that were coming at me and I basically lost all of my ammo, but I was coming up against a a boss fight. Um, but I had kind of forgotten that that first boss fight, you end up getting a chainsaw for it anyway. And so as long as you get enough hits in, in the beginning, you're kind of okay. But,
2: Um, um, would you still consider that worth playing if you can't play it in VR?
1: Um, I think if you like the modern Resident Evil like remakes, I think it's worth checking out. I think I if
0: think- you're just into any kind of survival horror, it's probably worthwhile. It is a it's a very well put together game. It probably looks incredible, uh, you know, with cranked graphics on a PC. Yeah, I would that's assume. Th-
2: that's why I was wondering because they added it to PC Game Pass very mm-hmm. recently.
1: Yeah, the fact that it's not on PC Game Pass, I think it's also going to be free on the PS5 when that launches as well. Um, I would still say, like, if you've been a Resident Evil fan or you like survival horror, and if you're curious about how Resident Evil kind of translates to first-person view, because whether or not you play in VR, it is first-person, um, I think it's worth checking out. And I bet it looks really great. That's the thing. I haven't really played any of the game outside of PSVR, so I don't really know how well it looks and, without. Yeah. Um it, do, it I mean the PSVR version looks pretty muddy and the resolution's kind of low and the textures don't look amazing and but um but it's it's such an experience that, that I enjoy playing it that way anyway. It scares the shit well, out even, of me. Well even
0: like even watching you stream it it doesn't look terrible. Being yeah. streamed, like I'm assuming because of the screen, like the way the resolution translates between VR and, and like the television or whatever, like it probably has something to do with that. But it's, uh, it, it, I, I imagine it would look incredible on a good system and is probably mm-hmm. totally worth playing just because, again, if you like survival horror. It's such a fucking creepy game, and yeah. it does it. It it is like it's probably one of the best Resident Evil games of the of like the modern
1: set of them. I would I would say oh without a doubt. I think it's better than five and six
2: for sure. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, as I mentioned before, five is the only one I've actually played through. That's and horrible. I didn't like it. It, it, it felt I mean, like it. They, uh, they've
1: remastered four on PC, haven't they? Or no. I don't know if they've done much remastering, but it's been released on literally everything, including your toaster four, at this point. 4 so. is pretty
0: great. 4 was, like, the the turn where they started, like, they just shifted, like, the way the game was played, and it, like, it was fun as hell to watch. I never really played it, to be honest with you, but...
2: I, I um, liked 2 a lot. Like, it controls really well on PC, too, with mouse and keyboard, even. And uh, my problem with it, really, is just, like... I get bored when I have to run back and forth too much. And I actually thought it would be a lot creepier than it is too. It's just Mm. not really in my opinion, but maybe Um, it'll get more. So once I get further into it, you still haven't met Mr. X. Have you? I saw, no, I don't think so. I saw a shadowy creature. Once. You need to get to Mr.
1: X before you make any real judgment call about how terrifying that game is because it's fucking <laughs> gotcha. horrifying. Like, I have PTSD about Mr. X in Resident Evil 2. Remake, I mean, that was so. the funniest
0: shit about last night is when you're running around in that square room with what's-his-nuts chasing you with the Jack, chainsaw thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or he, I don't even know if he had the chainsaw yet. He may have still only had the axe, but like you, you were running from him, and you turned around to aim, and he was right in your fucking <laughs> face, and you were just like, oh, jeez. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, he, he sneaked That's up. Shit. It was, that quick. was so fucking funny man <laughs> i was laughing my ass off megan's like what's so funny and i'm like this is funny as fuck like this is really funny to watch yeah all scared playing games <laughs> oh
1: no it's it's yeah i mean and there's there's still some very good jump scares in resident evil so i would say resident evil 7 is probably creepier than um then the remakes of two and three have been just because of the first person nature of it alone and it's even worse in vr but i think even just playing it first person it would be pretty creepy oh
0: yeah when jack busts through that kitchen wall or whatever at that oh, one point scared horrifying. the shit out
1: of me when i was playing it man i had yep. to turn it off i was like nope i can't do this right now
0: <laughs> yeah. i'll come yeah. back to this
1: later so <laughs> i honestly i would I would say especially for free, I think it's worth checking out Resident Evil seven even if you're ultimately just kind of like well, I'll put this down but I also think there's probably less less backtracking in seven um mm. and it's a little more spread out but kind of, for the most part until you get like a key or so there's not much reason to run back to the main house and things like that so I think it's a little bit better than than some of the backtracking in 2, because 2 was mostly like, you're in this mansion, we're going to get you around this mansion several times with different keys and things how,
2: like that. How
0: are you a fan of, of point-and-click adventure-style games and, like, you hate the backtracking? Like, that's what those <laughs> games are fucking built off of.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, most of them are... They're, there's more writing to them, though. Like, I appreciate the mm. the witty dialogue and the jokes and stuff. Yeah, and the puzzles. But like I am a diehard LucasArts adventure person. I didn't well, care I... much for Sierra games. Fair enough. I mean the Resident
0: Evil games are very solitary, but I think that's part of their charm is that it's you and you're living like that character in that environment and it's there aren't a ton of other people to interact with and talk yeah. to. That's why I think it's so jarring, I think, in in two was it two where you run into um uh, what's Beta. her name? Ada Wong. Yeah, you run into like Ada Wong, and like you're having conversations, and 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 it kind of takes you out of like that that mentality of the the solitary feel of it. Which I mean, even the first one was very solitary, even though you run into a couple random characters, they're only there for a few seconds.
1: Yeah, I think the I think the problem is with what's going on in the Resident, like in Resident Evil 2. You can beat that game in a very short amount of time. If you know what you're doing and when you start them, you don't totally know what you're doing. You need to kind of figure out this is where these things are. And I'm picking up this key here so I can go through this. Like you're not getting that most efficient route through the, the mansion. So it even increases the, the amount of backtracking that you need to do. And that's yeah. just kind of the nature of the beast. It's like, if you played through it on the second time, the pacing might feel a little bit better because you know what you're doing and you know where things are, but you know, it, Honestly, like I don't know. That game to me is still a masterpiece and I and I get that like you know, I'm one of those people that played through Metroid Prime 2 and I hated it because of the backtracking that you had to do in that game. But hated it and like it's my least favorite Metroid Prime game, but I still like the Metroid Prime games. But I think Resident Evil 2 for me, I love being in that mansion to me feels like 2001. Like I, that, I it takes me back mansion, to where police I was station yeah, but it's basically a mansion. Okay. It's the same thing. But being being in that police station feels like I'm 10 years old again, and it it's great. Like, I have so yeah. much nostalgia for it that I yeah. it, it
2: maybe gets me there. Maybe you don't have that, and no, maybe it, I mean, it won't get you through I the was, game. Like, when those games came out, I didn't have consoles to play them on, so yeah. I never played them. I played, like, Alone in the Dark 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. like the old which was literally ones. brian sitting in the dark with with a candle
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the lantern that was the game <laughs> did the third one have three candles oh, and yeah. a, a, two candles and a lantern oh okay but no i honestly like if you're not super into it you might not super be into it but i think it's worth it to try and fight through it a little bit especially to get to mr x i think uh it might just end up frustrating you enough that you don't want to play the game anymore, <laughs> but I think you'd still appreciate the experience. So, but anyway, Resident cool, Evil. Yeah. I'm excited for eight. They still haven't confirmed whether or not it's going to be PSVR compatible, which is
2: sad to me. I want it to be. But... That game looks uh, super cool. Yeah, from the trailers. I mean, seven sold a lot of PSVR.
0: You know, it did. People wanted to play that game in first person with a VR headset on while wearing a diaper. Like, that was part of the selling point.
1: (laughs) I'm just sitting directly on a toilet in my basement while I play the game. I mean, yeah, I I was hoping... A bucket?
2: (laughs) Cutting out the middle, man. (laughs) A bucket with a toilet seat on it? (laughs) I I was really hoping and assuming that they were going to put it on PC eventually, like a VR patch for it, and they never I, did, and I cannot believe that. With how rough it looks
1: in PSVR, like through the headset, I really wish that they would, but I know that they probably, I think Sony gave so much in co-marketing to say, please make this in PSVR, that there there's some sort of weird agreement between them uh, to be able to do that, and maybe enough time has passed where Maybe they would have been able to do it after a year, but maybe they were also just kind of like, well... I mean, I just
0: tuning, assume they have some special this for agreement the, with Sony to begin with. I mean, Resident
1: Evil came out on the PlayStation. like, Well, it, it also came out on the Saturn at the time when it first came out, but it... it like, it, I don't know. I, I would have to guess that there's probably an agreement to say you cannot bring this out. I, I bet it's like an exclusivity for the VR alone, but then I also think there was probably like a, hey... It's been a while, plus we don't really want to tune this for, like, the Vive or the Quest or the Index, because that'll take more money than maybe it's worth it for us to do. I don't know if that's true or not, but maybe that's a calculation that they made. I, yeah. I don't really know. But it, it would it would be kind of sad to me if you couldn't get a really good... Like, if I could play that shit in the Index, it would be even more horrifying because of how good it would look, I would think. Mm-hmm. so. We'll see, we'll see about eight. Maybe they made a better deal this time, and they'll be like, hey, it's on VR and everything, and they just can't say that because it's not exclusive to PSVR, and they've only really showed that game on PlayStation stages so far. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But Yep. Cool. All right, is it news time? Yeah, let's talk news. Where are we okay. starting? This is news time. Um, let's start with Call of Duty, everybody's favorite data hog. Uh, there's a new patch that they are releasing on PC that allows you to uninstall the modes of the game that you don't play. Uh, so the <laughs> this this Polygon article says uh, there's one of the people's coworker has an install of the game that is 244 gigabytes. Yeah, that's what mine was at. Basically, that that's a, so absurd. That's I- a quarter of one of the new console hard drives. Like that's that's a full qu- that's more than a quarter of what the available free space is on both of these consoles, I'm pretty sure. But mm-hmm. now they're allowing you at least on PC to be to be able to install uh certain modes, things like if you don't want to play Warzone or you can take out spec ops, or if you don't ever play the campaign campaign, you can unstall those different sections of the game.
0: What's what's the excuse? Like what is like why what component of those games is so Hard drive
2: unfriendly. I don't know.
0: I remember, don't know. remember back in the day when, like, everybody was like, oh, you can't put voice acting in video games. It would take up all the space on the <laughs> cartridge or the CD <laughs> or whatever. Like, you know, or in, like, Final Fantasy th- 7 was th- three discs, like, f- because it had all those full motion videos and
1: shit, like. A full 1.4 gigabytes for 70 hours of video game.
0: Yeah. Like, what is, like. I, I don't know, man. It's got. Well, I mean, I'm sure the textures, like if you're, you know, if yeah. you're actually rendering textures in like 4K or whatever, playing that game, like I'd imagine, those are probably pretty big. I mean, the I textures have textures are de- not
2: very good in that game.
0: I have graphic yeah, design files thing. that are whatever, you know, 600 DPI, 11 by 17, and they're roughly a hundred megabytes. You know, for like one file, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, man, I don't. I just,
1: I don't really know, like, even, isn't, like, how big is Rainbow Six with the high-res stuff installed? Isn't it, like, maybe over 100 gigs? It's, like, it's, like, 8 megabytes. (laughs) No, it's it's pretty big. It's, it's still pretty big, but at the same time, I don't know, like, I guess there are a lot of different maps in Call of Duty, right, and, like, the Warzone (laughs) mode is probably a pretty big map, and... They probably get all these kinds of, like, weird high-resolution high, high resolution audio files of the gunfire mm-hmm. and bullshit like that. Like, I don't know. It's a bunch of things that, like, mostly nobody cares about, but... Rainbow's 131 gigabytes. Yeah. But so, that's after I mean, how many years?
0: <laughs> yeah, Yeah, that's like, the thing. S- uh, seven years? I don't know, six, six years? What are they in
2: now? Year four or five? Year five. I, this is year five. I think Destiny's I think. around that size, too, but it's, like... Like but around the size around so of Rainbow big 6. they're just it gonna start big. taking away content. Exactly. they're just taking it out
1: <laughs> yeah they're hitting like they, they I don't know like what what is governing their game size that they are like we need to start locking things away in our Disney vault whereas you know call of Duty's like hey if you want to install the last three games that we've put out, you're going to need 12 different external hard drives hooked up to your PlayStation because that's how much space we need. I mean, like, it'd be interesting
0: if, if like Destiny were allowed to do this same sort of thing, like install the components of the game that you want to play or whatever. That, you know? It wouldn't really work for that game, though. Why not? There's people who only play Crucible. There are people who yeah. only do the PVE. Like, it, it does exist in that manner. Like, that. that is a thing. Like, you know, there are communities built around specific aspects of that game. If you only want to do the PVE <laughs> stuff, then get rid of the cruise. You know, like, why isn't that an option for Destiny? I don't really know. Because, but I would be, like, super bummed out if, like, I was one of those people who really just wanted to play the whole experience of the game in its entirety and to be told, like, they're going to take away content to make yeah. space for other content. Like Yeah, I mean, if the, that's... The- And that's the thing is, like, they're like, you know, we know people who that is the only game they play. Like, how pissed are they that the game is going to start losing content to make room for other content? That's probably going to be just as subpar as the rest of it. It is.
1: Well, the good news is they only play Crucible, so they don't care about any of the other content.
2: (laughs) It is kind of crazy to me that they are like the best part of the game when it came out was the campaign and that campaign won't exist anymore. Yeah. But we're getting off topic here. Um, Well, I'm happy about this Call of Duty thing. I did it immediately and I saved 80 gigs at least. That's only after downloading 40 more gigs to get the patch, right? Actually, you're right. It it was like 16 (laughs) gigs, I think. (laughs) So your net
1: loss is something, you know, less than that, but... No, I I think it's good. And I, one of the one of the advertising points of the new generation I think was the idea that with SSDs there's going to be less data redundancy needed, so there might be smaller file sizes, although we'll see if that's true. But then also I think they were also gearing towards the they we they've been allowing it in some cases on these cons on Xbox 1 and PlayStation 4, but I think they're also gearing more towards it in the next generation of consoles where you will be able to do more of this, which is uninstall the single player i'm done with it now i just want the multiplayer around for all games not just call of duty stuff so we'll see how ubiquitous that is as these games come out um and i don't know how much you're going to be able to go back and do that for backwards compatible games or not that haven't supported it in the past but it should be interesting to see how this gets solved i'm curious if everything having ssds now will allow them to kind of be like all right Let's strip this redundancy out. We already have this data over here. You can access it super quick with these SSDs, so we don't need it in two places at once. Um, We'll see how that goes. Word. Uh, Next up, uh, Tom's Hardware is reporting that some Oculus Quest 2 owners are getting banned from using their headsets because they're getting their Facebook accounts in order. This is the first headset that you are required to sign in with your Facebook login rather than the Oculus account. And uh, Facebook is very particular about its accounts because they don't want people making dummy accounts that aren't actually going to be used and don't reflect their actual personage and things of that nature. So,
2: Yeah, because um, they
1: want everyone's actual data. Yeah, they want to have good data to sell to other people um, and use in nefarious ways. But uh, yeah, Oculus Support sent out this tweet that said, we're aware a small number of customers are having trouble using Quest 2 with their Facebook accounts. If you're one of the few who's having trouble getting set up, we're ready and available to help. Just reach out and start a ticket. But then uh, Ivan Tees on Twitter said, uh, this, message, this is the message people are getting, so is the line in red, automated nonsense. And the line in red says, we have already reviewed this decision and it can't be reversed on Facebook. You know, their account has been disabled and it says that. The decision can't be reversed. And then there's another person on Twitter that shared a screenshot of an email from Reddit where somebody emailed Oculus Support about this concern. And Oculus Support was like, We can't really help you because this is Facebook's problem. So, um, <laughs> okay. aren't
2: they owned by Facebook? What the yeah. hell? Yeah.
1: Yes, they are. But, I mean, I'm sure the Oculus support group is different than the Facebook support group because they don't have a Facebook support group. It's just a bunch of different pages that are a big maze for you to try and mm-hmm. figure out what's wrong, but you can't because they
2: don't want you to know. I mean, it, they really screwed this up. Like, the hardware l- looks so cool. Like, it looks like the perfect package kind for most mm-hmm. people, but then they tied it to this Facebook shit, and it just looks like a huge hassle now. Yeah, so uh, Facebook
1: Vice President of Augmented and Virtual Reality, Andrew Bosworth, addressed the issue on his Instagram, and he said, quote, we are working really quickly through those suspension cases and resolving all of those issues that come up, end quote, but in the meantime, he suggested the following advice, quote, I think people should continue to make sure their Facebook accounts are in good standing before they buy the headset, end quote. The fuck does that mean? So before you spend 299 on our expensive hardware, you should make sure that your Facebook account is in good standing. Yeah, but what is what's what is the d- definition of good standing? Uh, who knows. I'm sure he's yeah, like make sure it's your real name and blah blah blah. By the way, they were saying that some of the people were needing to resolve this issue by sending Facebook a picture or
2: scan of their driver's license to prove their identity. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So like um, they're not a government operation, you know. Like I'm not going to send. What they my want ID. you to think. <laughs> the, the, I'm pretty they, sure I they are they, a
1: huge fucking government <laughs> contractor at this point. Essentially, or they're enough. their own autonomous
0: government. They're literally like s the ds of the NSA. Let's drop some more yeah. letter
1: acronyms. I well, think I think it's the opposite. I think the NSA is s'ing their ds to get all
2: the data that
1: they're collecting. <laughs> So much but whenever yeah. I
2: get back into the VR game, <laughs> I'm not getting one of their headsets now. No, I can't recommend it. This nope. is I'll
0: stick with horrible. PlayStation. I think the PSVR is a perfect uh device.
1: Um, they may not have the highest resolution, but I don't care, it works great. I'm excited to see how Sony updates their hardware. I'm also like, I think the index is fantastic, it's just extremely expensive for for, pe- for most people to purchase like a thousand dollars for that until your set is. Crazy, so I think you know the PSVR, whatever the most affordable thing is next. Obviously, it is the Oculus at the moment, but if you have to pay two ninety nine just to find out that they're going to ban you because your Facebook hasn't been like utilized in a long time or doesn't have mm-hmm. your actual last name on it or whatever the deal is, like fuck that. No, I think no, there's like, a good
2: HP one. What, if, out what if you? So if
0: you don't have a Facebook account. You have to make a
2: Facebook account to use it. Yes. Yep. Yes. It's all part of the plan, man. Yeah, I
0: would just. I don't know. I would. I'd make another account.
2: But it wouldn't work. But then because they they would ban that account
1: if yeah if you couldn't prove that the person who you made isn't a real person. But it would be John's VR Facebook account would be the name. (laughs) (laughs) They wouldn't be able to see through that. It'd be a. It's a business
2: page. Nice. Just add it to my current page. I'm yep. su- super jealous of your Apple drink right now.
0: There's not much left. I only have like two cans in the car.
2: Really? Damn, yeah. You I, I just bought,
0: bought you 24
1: of them the You're going to get kidney
0: stones. It's not just me drinking it, guys. Chill. That's fair. Who else That's is fair. drinking it? Megan's had a few. A few. I gave you one. I, gave, you one. The, the I
2: gave each of you one. Yeah. So... <laughs> Okay, so that leaves you with like nineteen. <laughs> we should it? just
1: go to IKEA and buy out the rest of their apple drinks. Do they have the pear if ones? I could, still? If I can order that shit, I don't they want the pear them one's gross. It's all about the apple one. Anyways, okay. moving anyway, moving on. Anyway, next up, uh back to Bungie. Bungie sends a cease and desist to perfect aim, the biggest cheap provider for Destiny two. Uh, This is from a Reddit story, Perfect Aim, I think, posted about it on their website saying, a claim has been made by Bungie suggesting that this product violates the game's license agreement. Furthermore, a demand was made that we cease and desist from selling the product. We won't comment on whether these claims are justified or not, but we have decided to comply with this demand regardless. We are sorry for any inconvenience nice. this caused our customers. So, uh, that's great. And then this person edited and said, looks like Bungie has pulled the trigger
2: on yet another website. So it sounds like they're trying to fight the cheating that's going on in the game. That's an them. interesting way of going about it, but I, I like it. I think it's a good way yeah. to go. Yeah, I, I have no no qualms about this i think they should be able to tell people hey don't there's just there's no practical use other than cheating for that product it should not exist yep yep yeah so good on Bungie, and hopefully this
1: helps some of the cheating epidemic going on in uh in uh destiny all right, and then I have a couple stories of console news that we can get to here. Microsoft supposedly has told its employees that they need to plan to have a uh, some type of browser based app for Xbox Game Pass so that iOS users can use Xcloud. Uh, and he quote Phil Spencer supposedly said, We absolutely will end up on iOS, which is great. I appreciate uh, the that they have to-
2: determination. <laughs>
1: Yes, it sucks that they have to go through all this uh, rigmarole in order to do it, but mm-hmm. um, I hope they succeed. I'm excited to check it out on iOS. I would love to well, be able to play things on my iPad pro. You can probably like- do it right now because there's that guy who made that stadia browser yeah that uh, well, that's the thing they don't I don't think they have a browser solution yet for PC or anything else for for game pass for Xcloud so
0: but I think you can use that same browser for the stadia thing on
1: iPad in order to you just point it to the Xpass thing like
0: it's in the way No
1: but that's that's the problem is that there's no browser-based solution for XCloud oh, right yeah. cuz on Stadia you can do Stadia through, through the, browser the browser on you right, right. Okay yep I got you. You can't do that with XCloud yet so it right. doesn't work yet but it could soon. Um so it sounds like they're working on it and uh and that's exciting. I would like to be able to use that uh, that part of my Game Pass Ultimate subscription that I have for the next several months at least. I just imagine
0: Apple being like, yeah, no, it just won't load on our browsers now. Like, (laughs) they just, like, turn it off.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting to see how they fight against that. But uh, Amazon's doing the same thing with Luna, so having Amazon and Microsoft against them might be enough for them to be like, alright, well, if you figure out a way around it, you figure out a way around it, but... This isn't like, this isn't like Epic being like, hey, we want you to pay us directly. This is like, we just want you to be able to use our thing on your device. So. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Um, Other Microsoft stories. Uh, Microsoft made a deal with GameStop. GameStop is going to be some type of co-partner with Microsoft in selling the Xbox so much so that uh, The Verge reported a couple days ago that they may be getting a cut of Xbox games even if you're not buying them directly from GameStop. Um, so, basically, right now, most of the digital purchases that are made through cards and things and in stores, uh, the store doesn't really get any cut of the game at that point. They have to buy those cards at the fifty nine ninety nine that they charge for it, or however much it is. But, this... Um, this particular deal might mean that GameStop is actually going to get a little bit of a cut of that, so there's no real details on any of this, but it seems interesting, at least, to kind of note that Microsoft seems to have some sort of vested interest in helping GameStop continue to survive in uh, in the only getting more digital world that we are heading towards, so... Uh yeah, it's it's interesting, and Sony does not have this deal with them. So as to what that means, I don't know if your local GameStop will be mostly Microsoft or what, but that might be a possibility in the near future. So, any thoughts on that one?
2: It's um, interesting.
0: I'm really disappointed. I sold my GameStop stock because <laughs> <laughs> after yeah. they announced that shit, it like tripled in price. I'm sure. That, yeah, that's how I, business they, works.
1: They they haven't been doing well, so I think. No, they've been know. doing very poorly, which is why I got rid of it. <laughs> yeah. So you made the logical choice, but Microsoft kind of took your lunch a little bit. Yeah, whatever. I'm over it. Yep. that's cool. Though. Only Good for them. Th- yeah. Uh, the only other thing about the Xbox, the Series X, there's been a bunch of like final preview videos coming out from several different uh, outlets, places like Cena and Gamestop, a GameSpot, and all and, of that and Gadget. Uh, and gadget as well, uh, John. I think you remarked on the fact that it's cool that they'll be integrating Google Assistant stuff. So yeah, in, in the end use... gadget video that I posted in our in our private Discord, um,
0: the I can't remember her name, but the girl Jess Jess Condit. She yeah, used to be at she's she's pretty great she's really cool. actually. Yeah. As a reviewer, like super thorough and like easy to understand and everything. She, she goes through this whole spiel of like to- like she set up her whole Google Assistant to work with the Xbox. So she can fire up games, she can fire up Netflix, like she could do all these things just by saying the Google commands. And it's pretty awesome because I, as someone who uses those devices in my house, like that's really fucking cool. (laughs) Like, it's like taking the place of Connect. Yeah, it, well, that's exactly how she describes it it, is, like, if this was this is kind of what they wanted to do with Connect, but it, it kind of just didn't, you know, launch that well, and so now they've integrated it with Google, and one of the other things they that they remark about in the video is how easy it is to set up the new Xbox by using the app on your phone as, like, the main way to, like, turn it on and set up your account and everything, is, like, yeah. you basically fire up the Xbox, you open the app on your phone, you punch in a code, tying them together, and then your accounts are tied, and it's good to go,
1: like... Well, and That's you can sweet. use... You can use the app to type in your accounts and things like that so that you don't have to fumble with the on screen. Yeah, instead of the, like the cumbersome keyboard and everything.
0: But yeah, it's it's like the the, the I really like that end gadget video. I think it's really well done. Um mm-hmm. it like the these new previews are really cool. She I think she took a temperature gun to it, maybe, or it might have been the gamer ranks dude. like they maybe took a temp gun to it and saw like, you know, it's definitely like way cooler down at the base, so like that top giant fan is like doing its job, like you know things like that uh showing off the the quick resume is super cool um you know i think it just like flips between playing uh what was it dirt like dirt rally 5 or dirt whatever five, yeah. and and like batman arkham like city or whatever the hell the last one was um seeing that happen is pretty cool uh yeah it's just like interesting to see all the different like You know, they can't, they're all like, we can't show you unboxing yet, and we can't show you this, and we can't show you any of the real next-gen stuff, except this, like, Dirt 5
1: demo that we were all given. Um, Yeah, I I think Dirt 5 and Yakuza Like a Dragon were the two, like, new releases that they were given stuff to, but those are also games that I think aren't, like, fully next-gen. They just take advantage of some of the stuff.
0: Yeah, like, some of Um, the new hardware, like, but it's, uh, I'll be honest, man, I'm kind of excited about this new Xbox. I don't need one but it's like i'm pumped that it exists i'm i'm glad mm-hmm. it's like part of the ecosystem like it's uh i that honestly the the google assistant compatibility is like super rad like i can imagine myself like being cooking in the kitchen with my google home hub sitting right there and just being like okay google like fire up the xbox update this app or whatever and telling it to like update a game like while i'm in the middle of like making dinner and then finishing dinner, eating dinner with my wife and my child, and then sitting down and playing that game and not having to worry about the update because it's done already. Like, yeah. Things like that. Being able to, like, the technology's there. Like, let's use that
1: shit, you know? that's so It's just rad. Yeah. It's some of the other stuff that I think previews have been talking about. I did hear from uh, Jeff Bacalar at CNET that some of the quick resume stuff is still kind of broken <laughs> and that Microsoft is aware of it right now. They're trying to make sure that things are going to work by the time it comes out. But, um, it, some of it's kind of weird, especially with the backwards compatible games, um, but hopefully it'll be more ubiquitous with the games that are coming out from here on out. Uh, the other thing that he was saying, so the there were a lot of concerns about the Xbox Series X getting really hot, and I think some of that was the fact that there were people handling the like uh, the the plug-in memory card, the the new SSDs, and those SSDs get hot, like super hot regardless. Yeah. So I think that's where some of the concern of that is. Um, But it sounds like for the most part, it's not going to be outputting much hotter air than like the,
2: the one X already does, just, which isn't surprising. I mean, just from looking at the two and how they're built, like I have pretty high level of confidence that the, the series X is going to run cool and quiet. And the PS five I worry about because it's like, it just doesn't look like they strayed that much from their older designs, as far as how they put the hardware together. So they actually put out out
1: a teardown.
2: Um, Did did you watch the teardown? teardown? teardown.
1: I mean, it's easy to tear down,
2: so that's cool, but it's just so like the, the, the series X is like broken down into multiple PCBs. So like air can flow across all of them. And it's just, like, a simple, like, wind tunnel, basically, and the PS5 is just so flat, and it just has that giant-ass heatsink, and what the hell... But there's, Uh.
1: like, literally, like, a full eight inches of the entire console is just fan, is the thing. Like, it... That, that fan is like the majority of the top end I, of that I console. think they
0: they both have similar like it, they're gonna like because even the series X has this massive fan at the top which is exhaust like that is the exhaust mm-hmm. fan it <clears throat> it it is a single direction of like input and output of air on that thing it's mm-hmm. sucking in from the bottom and spitting out the top like that is how it that the X is working the playstation
1: they've got a top and a bottom fan right? I guess I can't remember completely. I can pull up that video so we can at least have it playing. But from what I understand, the, the way that the fan is designed, it's pulling like the rim is the rim pulls air in. And then the actual, like, uh, like the circular face of the fan will push the air out. So it's actually drawing air in from the back and out the front, which is more thought they've put into the fan than they ever have previously in a PlayStation product. So that's kind of exciting but um i i think it looks way better than what the ps4 and the ps4 pro ever did
2: um mm-hmm. but i i you know i it, mean it, it remains to be seen aesthetically it does not in my opinion but i feel like the ps4 and the and the
0: pro like they don't have vents <laughs>
1: Like yeah they're literally like tiny squares around the edge of the entire system, yeah, it was just like I poorly know. designed to begin with, mm-hmm.
0: whereas like the fact, this time around they were like listen we we gotta figure out this
1: ventilation thing." Uh, Literally yeah. the entire back of the console is a vent, like the whole thing. There's okay. vents the entire way down, which is incredible. And then there's also outlets on the front that allow the air to move through.
0: Yeah, and those the panels other are super easy to
1: remove because when they melt from the heat, you're going to have to replace <laughs> them. <laughs> Well, Mm -hmm. the other cool thing about that is you can take the panel off, and they even point out in this video there are two or three ports where you can hook a vacuum in in order to pull any dust out, because there's dust catchers in the But There
0: there was also, like, a disclaimer that's like, dust catchers not guaranteed
1: to work or something like that. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um The other cool thing about the teardown, so they did guarantee, obviously, you can't set this thing down without a stand in either direction. I guess you could maybe put it down vertically without the stand, but they want to be able to have that airflow coming through the entire system, so they included the stand for you regardless. Um, And the stand has a screw that just, like, slides into the base if you're not going to use it in the vertical mode, so I thought that's pretty sweet. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I think it looks like they put... It is huge. It is very, very big. And I will never have it vertical because it'll block my soundbar at this point. (laughs) The box that the 3080 comes in. It'll block most of your television, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I, I, I think it looks very interesting. I'm I'm curious to kind of see like that's a that's a pretty sizable fan compared to literally anything that we've seen in consoles at this point. Like the sizes of the fan and these two consoles are bigger than they've ever been in the past. Hey, we got to we got to so, buy that Glowforge so we can get into customizing those panels for people. For sure. I th- yeah, let's let's spend several thousand dollars so we can make sweet-looking side panels yeah. for PlayStation. Do- yeah, man. I think that'd be great. Who wants a Midwest Game Nerds PlayStation 5 panel? <laughs> Donate to the Patreon now if you want <laughs> we should make an exclusive level (laughs) yeah it's five hundred dollars you will get your own customized playstation 5 uh side panel that's what i'm talking about um i do also really like with the playstation 5 that it's just a standard
2: ssd it's not the proprietary thing that uh that that microsoft is that is nice although their pricing on that is pretty fair
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It remains to be seen what an SSD that is up to PlayStation's spec actually will cost because there's none on the market yet, Uh, at least that I know of. Are you sure about that? What, that fits in that NVMe slot? It needs to be a PCIe 4.0, and it needs to have throughput above 5.5 gigabytes per second. And my understanding is that there's nothing out there right now that they have whitelisted as actually Uh, being compatible with that spec yeah look at, so, look at the size uh, of that fan look beefy. at that fucking monster it's a huge fan yeah no it's it's that like that's a blower fan that's in like that that's the type of stuff that i see in the automotive industry yeah the they, it's funny because so awesome.
0: they, they pull that fan out and they're like during this whole teardown down and, and then they're like here's the optical drive which we have
1: soundproofed and like put all this
0: extra care into and that fan is <laughs> yeah. just like
1: free floating like yep jet engine yep. like so we'll we'll have to see. The other cool thing that they showed off was the uh, they're using liquid metal uh, thermal paste essentially, which is like like it looks like T one thousand Terminator, 2. Yeah, yeah, like T one thousand. I don't know if I'm gonna find the the actual part here, but um it it looks it looks cool. I I like science, so I'm excited for it. Um, but yeah, other I don't know if there's any other stuff on the Xbox. I had a couple quick Sony stories. You should before we you go should link here. this teardown video in the show notes too. I will it do is, that. I'll I, do, it is super interesting to see. Yeah, I'll put Jess Khan's uh, final Xbox uh, preview Perfect. up and this teardown as well, so that people can check these videos I, out. The most impressive um, part of this
0: entire teardown is how simple it looks to take apart. To me,
1: yeah, it, that's kind it of the incredible incredibly like, easy to just disassemble the entire console. The the digital foundry video for the Xbox Series X also looks good, but I think it's kind of awesome to me. It's awesome that it's just one big PCB that's really spread out for the PS5, whereas instead with the with the Series X, there's a couple like daughter. There's like a, a daughter board and a motherboard and things
2: like that. So I think the motherboard it's, itself is split into two. Okay,
1: so yeah, I like I think that like generally in terms of like repairability, I know people. There's the liquid metal, the T1000. Uh, generally I think people, uh, for repairability like it when there are fewer boards in the thing, but I think it'll be interesting to see if the cooling
2: solution side of things for the Xbox helps it, you know, do better than previous. I think uh, it'll be quieter than the PS five, just based on the fan style and stuff. Those blowers just tend to be louder. I feel like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I
1: don't really know. I, I don't know that there's been... There's been a few people that have had hands-on with Look the PlayStation 5, and they've said sink. that it's... Look at the size yeah, of that awesome. heatsink,
0: man. It's like a fucking Transformer, man.
1: Like Optimus As far Prime. as I know, people do... their Reviewers do not have PS5s in hand as of yet, but Sony has given it to a couple outlets to use, and they've said that it is whisper quiet. It is almost silent, okay. but that's, of course, with launch games, right? As the generation goes on, things tend to get louder because there's more dust in the system yeah. and the games get just, harder to work. And just to, to
0: confirm again, I, I'll be able to play Cyberpunk out of the box on this thing, right? Like using the yes. PS4 copy. Yes. Yeah. See, and yes. they come out on so, like
1: the same day. So, I mean, that's cool. Well, no, I think Cyberpunk's a week after the PlayStation is. When's the actually. PlayStation?
0: I thought it was the the 17th or the 12th or something like that. It is like the that. 12th. Yes, and then Cyberpunk
1: so, I think comes out November 19th. Yeah, so I'm not even I'm not even going to install it on my PS4. It's just going to go right <laughs> on the PS5. So, speaking of backwards compatibility, there was a little more detail shared. Uh there are literally like 10 games that apparently are not going to work on the PS5, and nobody would play them anyway, so who cares? <laughs> Those games include, if I can get all of this garbage off of the screen. Afro Samurai 2, Revenge
0: of Kuma Volume 1, DWVR, Hitman Go, Definitive Edition, Joe's Diner, Just Deal With It, Robinson, The Journey, Shadow Complex Remastered, Shadwen, TT Isle of Man, Ride on the Edge 2, and We Sing are
1: the the games that won't work robinson the journey is not very good so don't bother playing that the only thing that kind of sucks here is probably shadow complex but that's okay there's other yeah, places. that, you can that play game's shadow like complex. 15 years old at yeah. this point like yeah i, I played mean, it on 360 on. right <laughs> so i think uh i think this is a pretty good list of like these things won't work but it remains to be seen if like really everything's going to work perfectly or not with both consoles i i we have more confidence in in Microsoft because they've been doing this stuff with the with the mm-hmm. Xbox ones because they've been making 360 and and Xbox games compatible um but they still have been very choosy about that ty- that type of thing in order for them to say all of these Xbox 1 games are compatible on the next system it's going to be a little bit of a different situation but we're just going to have to kind of see how it
2: shakes out on both sides of this the the one nice uh, thing is is you'll be able to play Xbox Xbox 360 games Xbox One and current gen, like, or next yep. gen, all on the same console. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very awesome. Just to further... It is select games from each of those, unfortunately, but, it you
1: know, it's better than the nothing that you get for Sony before mm-hmm. PlayStation 4, except for some of the weird releases of PS2 games that they put on on PS4.
0: Um, but yeah, just to further go into this backwards compatibility, if you own physical PS4 games in a standard PS5, you'll be able to pop the disc in directly into the next-gen console and get going. Disc-based PS4 games can't be played on the discless PS5 edition since Sony doesn't tie ownership of them to the PlayStation Network accounts. Uh, they are bringing back remote play for the PS5, giving the owner's ability to use the feature to stream games from a PS4. However, that experience won't take advantage of the PS5's Game Boost feature since the game will be running on a PS4. Uh, PS5 users will be able to play PS4 games with the new PS5's DualSense controller as well as the DualShock 4 gamepad. Although support page recommends using a DualShock 4 for the best experience, and Sony said earlier this year that officially licensed third-party PS4 peripherals, including controllers, racing wheels, arcade sticks, and flight sticks, will work with the PS5 with both PS5 and PS4 games. Uh, PlayStation VR titles will be compatible with the Move Ones and the AIM controller, although there is an interesting limitation here. The PS5's new camera peripheral, the HD camera, is not compatible with PS4 titles. If you want to play existing PSVR games, you'll have to hook up the PS4 camera. Doing so will require an adapter that Sony said previously will be provided at no additional cost to PSVR users. Um, yeah. And then... Three other features that won't work on the PS5, the PS4 second-screen mobile app, which lets you control your console with a smartphone, game companion apps, presumably like the one for Red Dead Redemption 2, PS4 tournaments, and in-game live from PlayStation. We'll have to test everything to verify for ourselves when the PS5 debuts on November 12th. This is according to Polygon.
1: Yeah. There is also some strangeness with some of the PS4 save files not necessarily transferring to PS5 games. Uh, for things like yakuza like a dragon and dirt five i think are the two that have recently come up and we'll have to see if there's going to be more issues with that in the future um but that but sounds like it, it's a software thing because they they do say that
0: spider-man miles morales will support ps4 to ps5 transfers but marvel spider-man remastered will not like that doesn't make sense to me but
1: it's it's just a it's an interesting um it's an interesting thing that Microsoft, like Microsoft has this up on Sony because Microsoft has literally been like cloud saves. Everything's going to work. Cloud saves are going to work. It's going to be fine. And I wish Sony was able to do that, but apparently they can't because they didn't. Um, so that's a bummer. One of the other things I wanted to touch on with the Series X as well. There was some people talking about the 120 hertz mode there. So there's apparently several different modes that games might come out with the way that Dirt 5 handles it. There's a there's like a an image quality mode. A solid frame rate mode and then the 120 hertz mode, which is like the hey, you can get up to 120 hertz, we're going to scale down some of the graphics. There's the 60 hertz mode that's like, uh, we're gonna stay in 4K, but you're gonna get 60 frames per second, but we're also we need to draw back some of the graphic quality. And then there's also the this is native 4K, but it's not going to be 60 frames per second. So there's going to be more about like kind of how it sounds like there's a lot more granularity in graphical capability coming with these uh, systems that had kind of started to pop up with the PlayStation four pro and the Xbox series uh, one X, but we'll see how that kind of comes out with, with each game that kind of uses
2: that stuff. Right? They, they both have uh free sync support too, right? Yes, they do. That's cool. Yes, they do. Thanks AMD. Um. Yeah.
1: The last thing I want to talk about, did either of you guys check out this uh, PlayStation 5 user experience video? I I did not. not. So, um, dad mode users rejoice because Sony is bringing you dad mode to your video games. (laughs) Uh, One of the most interesting things about this is something that they're calling activities. So kind of the UI that they're showing is pretty similar. It's like, it's like just skewed off of the, the PlayStation four itself, kind of like similar cross media (laughs) bar type of thing, but it's going to be over. Are you laughing at the pubic hair trimmer ad that we just got (laughs) on the stream? Yeah. I apologize everybody, but, um, your balls will thank you. (laughs) I don't know why it changed the video, but anyway, so they have this showing like the menus popping up over the game, which is kind of interesting. It's not necessarily how it always worked on the PS4. They had like an overlay that would work, but, Getting to the meat and potatoes here. They have these things called activities. So you have these cards in their like OS or user experience that say these are different activities that you have in the Sackboy game here. But presumably this is going to work for at least all of the first party games, if not more than that. It's going to be available to everybody to use in an API, I assume. Mm-hmm. But basically you'll be able to pop up these activity cards and it says, oh, this is the level you're on. It's called A Big Adventure and you have about 10 minutes left in this level. So you can know how much time you're going to need to complete the things in the level that you're about to play. So there's a little bit of your dad mode, kind of like this is how yeah prioritize I can gauge my your time because you you're like yeah that's cool absolutely. The other thing is that they kind of outline in these activity cards. Here are different objectives in this game, and so you can go or in this level, and you can click on those different objectives. And if you have PlayStation Plus. They will literally show you a video on how to get to that thing or give you like tips on how to get that objective. So it kind of they're, they're a lot. they're cut, They're doing that thing that Stadia was promising to do where it's like you can pull up a video on YouTube of how to get through this part of the game and things like that, that I don't think has actually come to fruition on the Stadia side of things as of yet. But at least here, it's kind of available for, you know, Sony at least is going to have all these for their games, and it sounds like other developers might be able to implement this themselves, or maybe it'll be more crowdsourced. It kind of remains to be seen exactly how that's going to work. But
2: it seems pretty interesting. It's an interesting idea. That's what I need for my Resident Evil 2 remake. Right? Absolutely. This is what
0: you were doing. Through the same system, supplying like challenges, right? Like, there's like a challenge system where it'll say, like, you there's this activity that you can do that um, is in a, an earlier part of the game that you've already done. And it's like a timed, like, like almost like a time attack mode sort
1: of thing for certain. I, I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere or saw that. I'm not sure if I caught that or not, but I think it'd be something that they fit in. Because they also
0: mention, if I recall correctly, that it'll let you know when it's a section of the game that you haven't completed yet. So it'll have like
1: a spoiler tag on it. so that's the thing yeah if you um, the interesting thing is is if somebody takes a screenshot and uploads it or sends it to you to check out but it's in a further part of the game that you haven't played yet then it will warn you before it pops up the picture and say hey you haven't seen this yet it might be a spoiler do you want to see your friend's screenshot that they sent that's cool so they're allowing, they're giving a little bit more granularity there too. The other cool thing that they kind of showed is that you're able to kind of pop out. This is stuff that like Microsoft tried to have at the Xbox at launch. It didn't really work as well with like the, the snap to like, I want to snap this party to my screen. You can picture and picture, like snap these chant these activity cards to the side of your screen. So you can watch the video as you're playing through the game and kind of mm. follow along with it that way. You can also do, like, picture-in-picture and, picture and watch your friends as they're streaming a game if you're in a party together, that type of thing. So, seems like there's a lot of interesting features coming to the PlayStation 5 as well. Uh, I don't think they've showed off a lot of the stuff on the Xbox because they haven't actually showed off the the new user experience. It's just using the Xbox One uh, X Um OS at the moment, so they haven't showed off any of the like newer things you could do in that regard.
0: All I want out of the PlayStation user
1: experience is to download a game and have it installed
0: instantly, as opposed to me downloading it and it copying and then unpacking and then installing (laughs) and then copying again and then Mm -hmm. saying that it's ready to play five hours later.
1: So. Yeah, we have yet to be seen if that will, uh, if that'll, how exactly that stuff is being handled, if they're doing anything differently with any of that. Uh, once again, I still don't really have those issues as long as it's a game that I've played on my, like, if, the, if it's a game that you've played in the last whatever. 10 tiles or whatever that appear on the screen, then it's supposed to update automatically. And for the most part, that happens for me.
0: I've never had any game ever update automatically when the
1: system isn't turned on and I'm actively using it. That sounds like something is set up in It's not I, in my because
0: opinion. it's set up completely everything is like all of the auto update stuff is all turned on and I've never actually physically
2: turned off the PlayStation completely except to move it from upstairs to downstairs. I had the same issue most of the time I had a PS4. Yeah, it's never it's never worked, I, right? I honestly think they just sent Alex the premium fanboy edition that yeah. has automatic downloads. And we just don't have that. I did that
1: pay $3,000 for my PlayStation 4 Pro, so I don't know if that might have that been That might be it, difference. yeah. But, uh, no, I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> Other people write in, have you ever had your PlayStation automatically update a game before? Because I think it would be uh, interesting to hear if other people have had my experience or not, because I, I also have gigabit internet, so that probably also helps things, too. Nah, man, shit's broke. So uh but yeah anyway lots of console news out there and we're probably uh two episodes from now the playstation 5 will have released so um we you know things are coming yeah, up you guys Games are
0: about to happen i'm gonna ask uh listeners viewers do you want us to do any kind of unboxing stuff when we get the ps5 in is that something you're interested in or are you just gonna watch Engadget gadget do it like would you want us to do it <laughs> <laughs> or no like I'm curious like yeah. does any is anybody into that kind of stuff because if so well like I'd love to do something like that for everyone but if not like I'm not going to worry about it so um let us know if, if you want us to do a Midwest Game Nerds PlayStation 5 unboxing um, yeah and then when Alex decides he just needs to buy a Xbox Series X for no reason we'll do one then
1: too <laughs> <laughs> so I can play Tron 2.0 for the Xbox Hell yeah uh, <laughs> um, yeah Uh, So I hope I'm going to have a PlayStation at launch. I have two pre-orders in. Uh, Hopefully one of them will arrive at launch. Uh, Right now, the Amazon one doesn't have a date on it, and the Target one says uh, it should be delivered between the 13th and the 18th. Uh, But I
2: believe they all said that from the first night, so I don't know. Target came through with the Switch at launch, so my money is on them. Yeah, I, I think that one will be okay. Amazon remains to be I don't seen. Know.
0: I got but, when uh, I reserved my PS4 on Amazon, it, it came through fine. So I think it, it, it arrived it too. on launch day. Like that's cool, no problem.
1: Mine did as well. I can't remember if it told me that I had that date ahead of time or not. But also, uh, when I received it, the disc drive stopped working the first time I put a disc in. Well, yeah, so. I remember that. Yeah, that wasn't good. Uh, but that's manufacturing issues because that happens sometimes so anyway um yeah i think that's all we got news wise cool. and uh like i said a lot of stuff coming out cyberpunk's coming in a couple weeks that'd be three episodes from now i
0: think three. Uh, um,
2: yeah we all got a copy of watchdogs free so we should when probably- does that come out
0: the 26th i think or the 28th i can't remember
1: but we should uh we should play that Okay, yeah, well, that'll be our next episode, then, since we all have it. That sounds good. Sweet. Good deal.
0: Uh, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out midwestgamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at npn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K., Tom Z., Chris K., and Alan K. for joining the Patreon and their contributions. We really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. We appreciate all of our listeners. As always, we do also appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Consider giving us your Twitch Prime subscription if you have it. If not, that's cool, too. We totally understand. Uh, Twitch and Amazon. Amazon's kind of a pain in the ass. I think we can all say that. Everyone's a little mad at Amazon right now. Yeah. Everybody at work has canceled their Amazon Prime, so I'm, like, the last one. <laughs> I've been kind of getting there. Are you yeah, I don't know. having trouble getting
2: things on time?
0: Uh, not necessarily, but I also just don't see the point in having it anymore because Amazon has their own delivery system, and it all works very well, so, like, why even have Prime to begin with? You're literally paying for, like, the video service, and I don't even
2: use it, so... Oh, uh, okay.
1: Yeah, I don't... Uh, I haven't... Like, it's it's been a while... Like. I feel like it's kind of, like, thirty seventy as to whether or not I receive a package in the two days that you're supposed to get it with Prime.
0: I guess I just never really need anything with that kind of expediency anymore, so I just don't care. Yeah. You know, like, I'm never, I'm in, like, well, I mean, yeah, it does kind of suck that, like, we live in a pandemic world where, like, you, it's kind of hard to find things sometimes, or, like, stores have different hours now. Like, Best Buy closes at, like, 5 o'clock now, like, the one over in Southfield. Like, that's fucked, like... That's why I couldn't get my copy of Ghost of Tsushima launch days because I didn't know they close at five o'clock and then I went to go and pick it up and they were closed like nobody's there. I,
2: I think that's changed back uh, now. No, the Madison know. Heights one still closes like six, I think.
0: I mean, just like really? in general, places have changed their hours so drastically based on like like stalled business. I mean, even the subway that's literally kitty corner from my house closes at like
2: one thirty now. Well, <laughs> like, they should just be closed for good because subway is kind of garbage. <laughs> but that's just my opinion. I don't know, man. There's no other sub place that has bologna on their menu, so buy it for home, yeah. make fried bologna. Boom.
0: Sometimes I just want somebody else to make me a sandwich, man. Okay. I'll make Just you saying. a sandwich. That's fair. Anyways, this is all besides the point. Uh, the point is, we appreciate everybody for listening to the show. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Watch Dogs 3, that'll be our next big game that we all are going to be playing.
1: So that's yes. cool. I think it's been maybe years since we've all played a video game the same, together. The same
0: game at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It got hard, yeah. man. It's hard to keep up with that. It did.
1: Yep. So, we'll it we'll
0: is. see, we'll see how it goes. But again, thanks again everybody for listening. We will see you next time. Peace.
1: We should discuss how to clap for the next eight minutes. Um,
2: <clears throat> so you want me
0: we, like, sh- should I do like a countdown, like a three, two, one clap?
1: No, because if we listen to you, then it defeats the purpose of looking at time.is. Okay, because we're not th- the
2: countdown is time.is.
1: Yes, that is the count so, so when you
0: when you okay we're gonna we're gonna do uh we'll go on the eights again when that, they come up okay so when the when you see the number eight like for instance tw- on 28 clap when it says 28.
1: So as soon as the eight as soon as the digit turns to eight yes you you want to be making the sound with your hands but I yes. don't
2: know how long it takes
1: you don't have to know just get real close.
2: Like your hands don't need to be, you don't need to be
1: over here like this and like in church, like overhead. Yeah, it's not, we're not in South Carolina, you know. (laughs) Can we do
0: that and record it? It just needs to be a quick one, like, like here, let's do on 58. Ready?
2: Wait, I thought I was. Starting to move my hands. No, at the you are
1: making the no, noise at the. The eighth. noise needs to happen That's on the. That's the eighth.
2: thing. I don't know how long it takes my hands to fucking reach. You've together. had
1: you've had forty years to figure it out.
2: It makes more sense to me to fucking start clapping when at a specific time. Then I know all right, exactly all right, when I'm let's starting. Let's
1: start clapping when it turns to eight.
2: Like, I'll move my fucking hands when. So you I set your hands
1: apart time. and you're going to come together when the eight happens, right?
2: Yes, exactly. Oh, I was late that time because I was right. looking at you.
1: Okay, let's try this again. 48. John, move your hands together when the eight appears. That's pretty good, I think. That's not pretty good. That is way you were, off. You were still like a second <laughs> off.
2: You you don't know that because we're not... I do know that because it, uh, it... We're on a delay.
1: You're on a delay, but I can tell you that it needs to be closer than that. <laughs> 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 I've been doing this for months, and it's never been right. Nick and I, when we do it, snap it together. Don't have to adjust shit. But every time with this show, I need to like delete a second off of one of your twos to make it line up with literally everybody else's. So it's, we need to figure something out because it, it fucking frustrates the shit out of me. Every time I edit the edit this show, (laughs) (laughs) There, there has to be a better way. There's gotta be like a synchronized click app or something. Jesus, time slate app or something like that?
2: Yeah, why don't I, like, yeah, like some sort of sound effect thing on the cell phones would be good.
1: But then you're just going to be like, I don't know how long it takes for my finger to hit the screen. No, that's
2: different. Pressing a fucking button is way quicker than fucking, I mean, honestly, I could just click fucking record exactly on the clap.
1: Mm, mm-mm. mm-mm then you're introducing like computer lag and all kinds of shit that's not can't
2: be any laggier than my old ass hands
1: i mean it might be better yes but it's not i can't i can't like what i'm literally doing when we do this is i look at the big spike in noise and i can line them up perfectly in 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 audition
2: why can't i use my voice for that then just go ah
1: Because that's not fast enough. It needs to be a sharp peak.
2: The the term is attack. The attack
0: happens, which gives a large spike in the sound. So that attack is happening at the the time when it needs to. So, like, maybe we just need to phrase this differently. You need to make the clap sound
2: on the 8. So when you see... I understand what you're saying. I'm saying I don't know how to determine... That I'm going to end up making that sound at that exact moment. I don't understand that. It's, it's because just, it takes time for your hands to reach each other. It's something that I just did it on an eight. Like <laughs>
1: you just anticipate two, three, the three, numbers:
0: four, five, six, seven, eight. Like when you see an eight, he's going to do it. Clap. You make Let him concentrate on the eight.
1: That was so good, Brian. So much better. <laughs>
2: well, well, let's it. try again. I gotta try start at the seven. On the eight.
1: That was so great.
2: That—that's the trick. That's what I'll do. Start One more time. On One more seven. time on the eight.
1: Perfect. It didn't
0: sound perfect to me. It's gonna be so great. Well cuz you're what you're hearing comes first and then you're hearing us afterwards, right? Okay, okay.
2: Yeah. That makes yeah, sense.
0: Yeah, see what I heard first was me and then both of you guys at the same time right after. Well, afterwards. that's
2: a good sign then. It's a you're great sign. Both of us at the same time.
1: It's a great oh. sign.
2: Right. So <laughs> Okay, I just got to make sure we don't lose our shit. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is <laughs> Nick
0: finding enjoyment in that (laughs) at the end of the episode. I'll
1: probably put all of this at the end of the episode again.
0: It was so, well, and then, like, because I was laughing my ass off, like, just, like, thinking about it, and so I had to go back and listen to it, Yep. and then I played it for Megan, and she was dying.